There's no two or one. So uh, welcome to Open Collar. I'm Corey Bullis, alongside Michelle Sheff. Ryan Karkner is on assignment. On location, Smith, on location Smith Falls. Coming at you, not live, because he's not here. So um, rather than get into a LeBron-MJ debate, we'll just uh, forego that and uh, talk a little ice hockey. Ice hockey. So the unthinkable has happened. The 500 to one odd maker Las Vegas, sorry, Vegas Golden Knights. No loss. No loss. No loss. Uh, are uh, going to go for a Stanley Cup. In their first season. First season ever. So I saw an article today that said they're the best expansion franchise in the history of sports ever. If they win, or just in general, from, from looking where how they started and where they are now, I think win or lose, best one ever. That's what they say. So they say. So they say. So if if you're Vegas, if you're on the team, or you're part of management or ownership, or even just a, a fan of Vegas. Is getting to the finals like is that a successful season? Or you know, let, let let's say you get really close. You get to game seven. It goes into double overtime, and you you miss out the cup by one goal because Washington scores it in you know double overtime. Are you happy that it got to that point, or are you? I mean, obviously, you're disappointed that you lost, but are you? Do you consider the season almost like a, a lost season because you were you were you know right there and you didn't get the cut? Uh, I, personally, I think it, in that situation, it'd be a bit of both. Right, like as a player, I think I would just be. I mean, they're obviously so my, my my comments more geared towards the fans, not so much a player. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think as a fan, you would have to just. I mean, there's so many people that are, you know, all in on Vegas now. The bandwagon is very full of people, and I think yeah, win or lose, everyone's going to be happy with how far Vegas got and how well they played, not just playoffs but all season, and like they never really had a bad streak of, you know, like even 10 games where they they just had like, a, oh, well, we just had a, a bad streak or whatever. It's just from the get-go, they were they were on a run. They started the season off well, they played the middle of the season well, and they finished off strong. I think their bad streak consisted of losing goalies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like five or six goalies in a row that went down. Yeah. But, they but yeah, still, not, not in terms of a losing streak, no. No. And so they never really had a... a down time like down part of the season and i think that's crazy because like even even the best teams even wait did washington win the president's trophy again no um that was nashville, nashville. and then in the east it was uh tampa, tampa. uh or was it the other way around or was the president's trophy winners tampa but nashville finished first in the west first, yeah 
but like even then, you know, I'm sure they had three, four game losing streak, like just little ruts that it just it never seemed like Vegas had. And it might just be because no one expected them to do so well anyway. So if they did lose three games in a row, they were like, oh, well, that's okay. It's their first season. You know, we're, you know, they're just happy to be competing. And then they, you know, competed the hell out of the playoffs. Being told by our stats guy, uh, Nashville was first overall, then Winnipeg, Tampa was third. Then Winnipeg. Wow. Yeah. One, two, three. Nashville, Winnipeg, Tampa, Boston, Vegas, and then Washington. Those are top five. Vegas. I I'd say yeah. I'm I'm in the I'm in the boat where basically just having a over 500 season and making playoffs is a good starting point for first season. You know, I would have been very happy with just that and then everything else is a bonus and if they can if they can get the cup like that's just insane well i feel like as if maybe as a just bias given what happened two seasons ago with the home team uh and then this past season with the home team getting that close and then not getting there or not winning it and then everything falls off the rails and you don't even make the playoffs and yeah like you may they may never get there again so maybe again again the disappointment falls under the we were there we were so close but we didn't get it done this may never happen again yeah Yeah, disappointment i I feel like that is kind of a because it's not like the nba where it's the same two three teams every year yeah i think that kind of disappointment will come if it happens let's say will be more of a overtime thing right like three four five seasons down the road if they can't make it back or they can't even get close if they you know don't make playoffs next year or the year after that and the year after that then they can be like man we were right there we lost our chance well they could end up being just like washington who was they're there now first time in 20 years and look how many times they finish first or yeah first overall don't get past the second round that could be vegas exactly that so, could be Seattle. So then my my next question is who do you want to win? Vegas or uh I want Ovi to get it. Right? That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Because he's like I I don't want him to end up in the in the group of um amazing players that never won a cup. You know, right. there's it's a it's a pretty big group, and I don't think that he deserves to be in it. You know, Alfie, Sundin, like there's so many players that just for whatever reason, the circumstance being on a bad team at the time or, you know, just missing out on their, that, that one chance that they had while they were, you know, on a, yeah. on a great team um, or even someone like Sundin who, you know, was pretty much done with Toronto and went to chase a cup in Vancouver and you know didn't get it and then you know it's getting to the point where Ovi can't keep playing the way he does because he plays pretty hard (laughs) he plays like crazy hard all the time and uh you know yeah i'm i'm on the i want washington to win only because i think ovechkin deserves to have a cup with his name on it and vegas 
as a team, hopefully this isn't just a a Cinderella story that's a you know a one-time situation. One hit wonder. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they can come back because I think that you know in the next say five years, Vegas has a better chance of getting this far than uh, Ovi does to to try again. I would think if if the, the Capitals do lose and Ovechkin's on that list, I, unfortunately, I think he'd be the greatest player to never win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's just, he's so good and he's just been, you know, for, not for whatever reason, but I mean, he's always running into Pittsburgh <laughs> and, uh, you know, finally getting past them is great, but at that point, you know, you got to just be like, hey, well, it's almost not worth it if you don't win the cup, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough because, like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is Flurry's third trip to the finals in a row, right? Because he won. Yeah, because yeah, Murray, Murray was the was number one the last the two times that they won. But he was still. There. He was there. Right. So Warming he, up that bench. Yeah. So, like, he, you know, and he's been playing crazy good. Um, I'm really excited for this, like for this, because everyone's come in, both teams are coming in hot, you know, uh, Washington just coming off of being down three, two, and then, you know, getting two shutouts. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, that's, that's, a yeah, and hope he never got a shutout all season. Yeah. And then when he, two, needed, to, yeah. when he needed to play or when it was a, a must win situation, he didn't let anything in and, uh, like that's the kind of momentum you want going into a final situation. So For sure. goalies are goalies are going to be a, a huge thing. And I was listening to another podcast that they said that's like the the clear the, the biggest cliche. And it's prep work for this one. Um, okay. Said, that's yeah, this gonna, okay. this time of year, that's like the. Biggest cliche is what they say. It's the go-to line is what's going to be the difference maker in the series. It all comes down to goaltending. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's absolutely true. And the the other thing about Hol- Holby getting two shutouts is he shut down, you know, o- Ovechkin is, is probably the most, like the best scorer in the game right now. Um, but, you know, having Stamkos on Tampa Bay not get anything in the last uh, two games when all he needed to do was score a couple, even one mm-hmm. would have, uh, would have, you know, gotten the team pumped up, but uh, to stop Stamkos, like, I think that's a, a huge achievement. And then to stop the rest of the team. Yeah. Then highest scoring offense in the league this year. Yeah, exactly. And for the past few years, it's been Tampa and Washington. So yeah, those two battle for first of the East for the last few years for sure. Yeah. So that was uh, that would have been a fun finals if it ever, you know, that would have been a great, great way to end it. But I think Washington Vegas is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I was saying to a guy work that uh, for the NHL standpoint, I'm sure Tampa and Vegas would have been the worst possible outcome to have yeah. in oh, terms yeah. of ratings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this one will. It probably will take a hit because again, it's 
because Vegas, but I'm sure people want to just check it out too. Yeah. I don't know how big the viewership is in the DC area. They're all too busy watching Fox News. (laughs) I I also think that, you know, a lot of people, like like you said early on, 501 odds, and uh, I'm sure lots of people bet on that. So there's going to be some, um, you know, some people watching just to to see if they're going to get a huge cash out or not. The cheddar, cash out that cheddar, the tuna. Tuna? (laughs) (laughs) Big tuna. You seeing any of the uh, NBA uh, finals? Looks like we might have our uh, our dream matchup of Houston and the Celtics. That would be amazing. Go home, Curry. Go home, LeBron. Although, as much as I I love, I love Curry. I love Durant. Um, Let's get some new blood. Most of the, yeah, exactly. Most of the the Washington team, also just Steve Kerr is so great you know i've i've liked him since the the bulls days but uh yeah i'm i'm ready to see someone other than uh lebron and curry in the finals i think it's just better for the league as a whole absolutely and honestly like again harden is one of those guys that i want to see him win a championship if houston makes it like they're gonna be the team i'm cheering on for sure um yeah, I'm just going to be cheering on the West anyway. So whoever whoever makes it from the West, that's the team I'm going to be cheering for. But I'm as much as I like the Warriors and then as much as I like most of the players on the team and the coach, I want Harden to to be the one that wins it this year. Well, plus as growing up as a Laker fan, you just say, hey, you have to hate the Celtics. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not going to be going for it. That's an easy one anyway. But uh, speaking of... Uh, Steve Kurt, did you hear his comments about the NFL's anthem? Uh, I, you know what? I, I actually I saw I just before we started here, I I saw a thing about it and I didn't really get a chance to read it. But uh, so what what was it? Ah, it's just essentially just going after the the NFL for like caving to the the pressure and just basically disrespecting their players for instituting this rule and missing the whole point that this kneeling has nothing to do with the anthem nothing to do with the flag has everything to do with like equality right yeah like representation and for a lot of people to say too like what was getting left out of all this is that when kaepernick was like first was going to protest like they told him the most respectful thing you can do is kneel during the national anthem or in in direction of the flag like that's they said he was told and it was brought up when this first happened was that was the most respectful thing you can do to protest yeah. during that. But at the same time, no one talks about the fact that when the anthem's going on, you can probably attest to this when you're at games is people are on their phones, they're chatting, they're going to get their beers, they're in the washroom, they're doing everything that's but not. yeah, doing everything but stand there and listen and pay their respect to their country's anthem and flag. So ultimately does it just come down to that we're talking about people who are of color that at yeah. end of the day, that's probably it's, it's all it is and like yeah he could have done a lot worse things like a lot worse things and sucking footballs was, at it throwing yeah, spirals at the flag you know he could have exactly he could have been sit like not even leaning but just sitting on his bench on his phone you know having some gatorade or whatever 
but he wasn't doing any of that. He wasn't. He's just kneeling instead of standing, which really shouldn't be that big of a deal. But instead, you can stay in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> just don't let anyone see what you're doing. I was talking to a, a guy working saying when this came out is like, why not just not televise that portion of the games? Like, I think in the States, when you're watching like a hockey game, they do like the, they show the, like, the skyline of the city, they cut back, the anthem's over, the guys are getting ready to, to drop the puck. Like, yeah. Why can't, why does that have to be televised for football or any sport really? Or any sport. For, yeah, exactly. yeah. If you're going to have it, just nip it at the bud and then there you go. It's the only thing, the only people you're affecting are the people who are attending the events. And again, like you said, a lot of them aren't even paying attention during that part anyway. Yeah, so like, yeah. Yeah, that would that would be a pretty easy like solution to it. Yeah, well, if it's a big deal, what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to stop, you know, scanning tickets during that time if people are coming late. You gotta stop selling tickets if people are coming late. You gotta stop serving beer, you gotta close the washrooms, everybody has to stop and stand late. Like when, back when you're in high school or elementary school, if the anthem was on, you get to stop wherever you are and and while yeah. that's going on until it's over. Exactly. Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what it comes down to, right? Uh, but uh, enough of that nonsense. Well, actually, here's some bigger nonsense. I don't know if you saw this. I love nonsense. <laughs> um, you see, Fox is, gave the WWE a billion dollars for their SmackDown show. No, what? So uh, I guess their contract's up with USA Network. So, um, and if that Disney and Fox deal goes through and they're going to lose basically all their shows and they're going to be, I think, just basically sports and reality type shows in the network. And so they're trying to stockpile things. And yeah, I saw this on the score is that they are for over five years. They'll give the WWE a billion dollars to air their SmackDown on I think Friday nights. <laughs> I was thinking like it's the WWE, like how it's not the 80s anymore. Like who watches that stuff still? Like in this I day and age. I, I, yeah, I think it's a, a like super small fan base now. And think of it, it was. The, Rogers paid a b five billion for the NHL, and these guys are getting a billion for one program that airs once a week. Wow, that is uh, yeah, that's nonsense. For me. Yeah, I, th that's I know they're. Too, <laughs> They're taking a hit for losing the UFC, but uh, still, yeah, I couldn't I'm believe sure, that. I'm, I'm sure there can be like some sort of other. I know you're thinking show. Slam Ball needs to come back. It does. That would be amazing. <sighs> you remember that? Yeah, watching I, that? I can. Uh, I can achieve my dreams. Just trampoline dunks. Yeah. I remember that when it was on T. It was a TNN before it became Spike. Yeah. I was like, I just, I couldn't believe how the much fun, how, like, how fun that looked. But also, like, uh, I've how tried slam, I've tried dunking <laughs> off a trampoline, and like, it's not that easy. It's not no. as easy as just like being, you know, that high in the air. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, it's so much fun trying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, only time I've ever was able to dunk anything, it's going to sound embarrassing. Um, it was when I used to do uh, my co-op placement at my old elementary school. So basically you're, you're talking kid nets, <laughs> but still proud. I, hey, Just I count it. slam a jamma, <laughs> bring in the heat. Uh, uh, I had, uh, I got my, I hooked up my 
SNES Classic. Yeah. A couple of days ago, and uh, threw on NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and it was so much fun. And I forgot how to play, so I was so bad at first. Uh, but a few games in, yeah, every, everything came back, and like that's a fun game. Yeah. I don't. I don't care how long it's been. Uh, that's a game that I'm gonna be revisiting often. And like going I'm trying to which like, edition that was. Is that where you could like make your players like aliens and stuff in it, or is that the no, one before that? that? No, that was the one on Nintendo 64. Oh, was it? Yeah, where yeah you could maybe uh, make you guys. You could, have, you could have the aliens, and you can have like the the mini guy and the, all that kind of stuff. It was basically the same game. <laughs> the mini guy, you're, you're referring to Mugsy Bug. Yeah, Mugsy Bug. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was on the 64. I forget what it was called. It wasn't called NBA Jam, but it was. A, a very like almost the exact same game two on two uh you know three in a row and you're on fire and power-ups and all that nba jam 99 is what she was called was it it was an nba jam game yeah Ooh, i, I believe so that was the last one that was on uh 64 obviously yeah it must be. <laughs> i uh i did hear things oh that was five on five no, that so no, that was that was that one. No, no, that was... um, I uh, rumors are really ramping up about a N sixty four classic again. I'll give you my credit card now. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. That's going to be a, a day one purchase for me. Um, if that comes out, I'm just I'm going to be all over that. With are you concerned with like with the like the flip side or the b side to that rumor is that but the problems with licensing because like half of those companies are gone now like thq and rares i think exclusive with uh like microsoft or something now yeah i think i saw that so like um, with like actually securing games for the console yeah because outside of nintendo's like like obviously i know rare did um donkey kong which you'll get obviously because of nintendo yeah. but um like goldeneye and I think you know 1080. 1080. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I would say it's hard to think of what's a Nintendo exclusive title outside of Mario, Mario Kart, Star Fox, Mario Party. That would be Super like, yeah, like that you're gonna want to you know sink your teeth into it. I, I would say that the games. Like other than those ones that you just said, the games that I would want are Goldeneye for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this, you can have it without Goldeneye. This uh, this NBA game that uh, we can't remember the name of. Cruise in USA. I used to yes. really like Cruise in USA. So that one. And then I think there was a Ken Griffey's Home Run Derby situation or maybe it was just a full-out baseball game but i only played the home run derby competition of it because mm -hmm. dingers dingers <laughs> that's right and then you need mario tennis mario golf yeah like, diddy kong yeah. racing so then i don't know if i'm even allowed to say this on here but like honestly it's not going to make that huge of a difference for me because uh i'm sure that shortly after it comes out People will figure out a way to load on emulated games because that's basically what Nintendo's doing anyway. Mm -hmm. um, 
So then at that point, I'm likely not going to care because I'll still be able to have those games. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I guess the it's kind of moot. The reality of that is, is, you know, up for grabs. But um, I, I think that it's still going to be, even if I, let's say I don't get those, if I don't get GoldenEye, um, just having, say, like Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Party, uh, Super Smash, and... Mario Party? Donkey Kong. Yeah, and Mario Party and Donkey Kong, like... I think that in itself would be enough, you know, to to justify the purchase, mm-hmm. and then everything else would be a nice bonus on top, and you know, hopefully the the hacking community lets the rest of it happen. What was the was a wave race? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was fun. Wheel of Fortune. I'll give you that one. They're really scraping for titles. <laughs> yeah. That and Paper Mario and it's just called Mario 64 what was, console. Um, what was the game where you I it, that may have been on Nintendo uh Super Nintendo where you like Mario music or whatever or you make your own uh, uh yeah, I remember what you're talking about. I used to have that because you can do that. You can, um, there was like, you can like paint and yeah, drawings yeah. and stuff. But that had a, a special controller for it, right? Like it had, a, yeah, it had like a, it was like a, a pad and a pen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, like those games, while very fun and stuff, I, I wouldn't mind if they're not there because whatever. The thing I'm like, I really like the Nintendo 64 controller. I know a lot of people yes. didn't like it, but I thought that, you know, having the, you know, holding it with the D-pad and the buttons or the joystick and the buttons and having mm-hmm. that option was amazing. Um, and the obviously, Yeah, obviously the, the new controllers now have, <coughs> you know, both the D-pad and the joysticks and everything. But I, th- I thought that controller was, first of all, it was just, it was, different and cool uh yeah it was massive when i first saw it yeah i thought it was still like just very functional and uh like perfect for the system because there was usually when when something like that comes out there's like four or five games that initially embrace it Mm -hmm. and the rest of them just go back to all right d-pad and buttons and so you're yeah you're back to just holding and then you have this like third leg just kind of sticking out there yeah i think those are usually like the sports games that default back to the the d-pad yeah um but i found that yeah with the with the 64 there was lots of games that that used both if you wanted or you know one time like one game might be using the joystick the other game might be using the d-pad and it was it was great i, I really enjoyed it so yes if that uh, if that ever comes out which i don't know they've been doing Christmassy time releases for the uh, for the NES and the Super NES, I think. So uh, maybe this Christmas we'll have the N sixty four classic or whatever they decide to call, call it. They get ship if they do do it. They ship with two controllers because that'd be a big box. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not gonna give you four. No, 
but two for sure. And then they'll probably sell the other. I mean, so the is NBA hang time. Yes, that's the one. Hang time. That was it. The one. That's the game yeah. I want. Um, but like the NES Classic was what? It was like eighty or something. Uh, that was yeah. 80. It's like sixty and in the states, like, and yeah, sixty and then eighty, and then I think the SNES Classic was ninety. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be in the hundred to hundred and twenty dollar range, and if they can do thirty games again, or even like twenty games, I think it'll be worth it, even if five of those games are any of the ones that we mentioned. I will take two. <laughs> you need one for upstairs, one for downstairs. Exactly. Maybe three, one to travel. Well, yeah. That one just stays in your bag. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jeez. It's so good. So good. That's the problem with, uh, like with technology. They keep advancing things and... But really, when it comes down to it, the classics were better. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that's just because we played them for so long. But well, I think just like you know, things I, were made I, I more simple nice. that you enjoyed it more. Like that, well, I think yeah. I find games now are more convoluted than they ever before. Absolutely, and there's like that's why Mario's still timeless. Like it's still a simple story. Mechanics are simple. It's just like okay, yeah, it's advancing into the new systems, but again, it, it's at the core of it, it's the same character doing the same thing and anyone can pick it up. You can put it down and you're not really well, that's, that's what like, so far behind. Um, well, so having played Mario since, you know, Nintendo, um, I, I never had the Wii, mm -hmm. but I was able to pick up, you know, my cousin's Wii Mario game and they're, you know, three worlds in and whatever it was. And as long as I knew what jump was and what like speed boost yeah. button was, um, and then what uh, what fired you know the fireballs or the yeah. shells, that's pretty much all. I, all the other extra things about jumping and floating and flying and all that stuff, like I never needed those. No. And uh, and I was able to just pick up the controller and you know all my cousins you know when they were growing up and if they couldn't beat a level, I could at least get a little bit closer or get past you know the point where they kept on dying or whatever and not because i had played the game and was so good at it but because the game essentially was the same mm -hmm. you know they just they added a few new mechanics and uh, a few new monsters and stuff like that but essentially the game's the same and you know it's the same with uh when we got super mario odyssey i mean the game essentially is Mario 64. Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, with like the whole 3D-ness of it and the semi-open world. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, you just have little things that uh, I, I think we talked about before, but having things like cap jumps and stuff that I never even bothered to do. Right. Unless you need to. Yeah, unless I needed to, I, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll find another way up or I'll, you know, figure this out a different way just by using running, jumping, and triple jumping. <laughs> <laughs> triple jumping is the one. 
Not double jumping. You just yeah. bypass that. You don't need that. No. You jump or you triple jump. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the best part about that game is the first time I turned it on, there's no learning curve. Right. You know, it's you just kind of go and you play like you've always played a Mario game. And if you have never played a Mario game, they you know they walk you through it and it's great. But yeah, I think uh, you're right about simple games earlier were also just like the controllers, you know? Uh, on the Nintendo, you had A, B, start, select. Yeah. And you could do everything that you needed to do with those buttons. And then it's like every time a console came out, the new controller had at least one or two extra buttons on top of that and on top of that. And then it was like, uh, it was like the difference of playing Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo versus playing Mortal Kombat on uh, even on the Sega Genesis. So yeah. having four controllers versus six controllers, uh, four buttons versus six buttons. Mm-hmm. And then you had like one button was high kick, low kick, high punch, yeah. low punch, high block, low block. And it's like, that was, um, all I need to know is, you know, get over here and. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I just need to know, get over here, uppercut and uh, sweep the leg. Yeah. After that, after that, I didn't care about what, what other buttons did. Well, it's like when you get first introduced to the PlayStation with two joysticks. Oh yeah, that was. Okay, wait. There's two joysticks and four trigger buttons at the top. Yeah, two joysticks, a D-pad, four trigger buttons, and four circle buttons. Yeah, and then when the Xbox came out, and then you had the joysticks. On different separate sides, yeah, separate sides, and one was up and one was down. Yeah, that's right. And then with the D pad next to the one, yeah, and also four triggers. Yeah, I never played the GameCube, but that controller looked uh, interesting. Yeah, the GameCube controller was like it was an iteration of the sixty-four one. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I didn't play a lot of GameCube. Um, that's the one Nintendo console I never had. Yeah, my my roommate. Well, in the Wii U, my roommate in university had one, and we had a lot of Mario Party sessions. Mm-hmm. I think that's I played Mario Party and some sort of golfing game. I assume it was a, a Tiger Woods, you know, two thousand. Likely, game. yeah. Um, I think those are the only two games I played on it for kind of like an extended period of time. Um, but yeah, it was. I didn't think it was as comfortable or as yeah. like um, what's the word ergonomic as the 64 controller, but it was still pretty neat. It's because it was like it was kind of like a normal controller. I don't even know if I have one here. Okay. Cut to commercial. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was like the regular kind of controller. So this is pretty much. Yeah. So that almost looks like. Um... But the original yeah. Xbox controller was yeah, saved so, for a couple, couple of triggers. So this, yeah, this is the the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, and it's basically the Xbox controller and the PlayStation Four controller mashed into one with triggers, two D pads, and whatever. And the Game Cube controller was similar to this, except it had like weird little loops. Yeah, they they stuck out that were at the bottom didn't do anything they were just there to like make it look different yeah and um that was the 
you know that was it was a weird looking controller and for some reason those those things that were sticking out here were the things that made it just a, a little bit less comfortable than the also weird looking 64 controller mm-hmm. but at least that was functional and no one likes things sticking out making things uncomfortable no that's not ugh, that's... yeah put the mouse back in the house <laughs> <laughs> it's a family podcast. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, you see that thing about uh, Chrome dropping the uh, HTTPS uh, in September? Yes, but it's just making everything secure, right? Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's if it's secure, we're not going to tell you it's secure. But if it's not secure... We will let we'll you let you know. I think I think it's gonna be like it's Yeah, it's does, it, gonna, does it matter at the end of the day? It's not gonna affect anything really. Um I mean I guess all it will do and it'll be a good thing if it works, but it's just it's going to make uh make websites, you know, do what they need to do to make sure that they're not gonna get a Oh, this is an unsecure page. Little lock icon at the, you know, in the URL box. Yeah. Um, you know, and if that's all it does, then great. But I would say the majority of everything that most people go to is already at HTTPS. So like, I don't think it's going to change anyone's browsing habits if people even notice it at all. Yeah, like I think Chrome right now just says secure in the corner. But yeah, rather than have HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash, it'll just be, you know, google.com or .ca yeah, or whatever. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, why even display that part, you know? Even yeah, the, it's, even yeah, the it's, www. We, I was just going to say. Yeah, like how, how long has it been since you actually typed in www into... Uh, a, a website or a URL box. It was probably the same time I typed in AOL keyword. <laughs> <laughs> AOL. Yeah, no. When I found out you never had to do it, I stopped. Oh, yeah, it was it was the best thing. Not not hitting it. It's like it's funny to hear like when you're doing like when I was doing customer service uh, before is when you tell someone to go okay just go website okay yeah so I'm on there it's uh, www dot <laughs> Ottawa senators like no, just you don't need the W's. Yeah, exactly. in Ottawa you don't need Ottawa. <laughs> just ottawasenators.com. Like it's uh, stuff like that is, you know, that's essentially what this is going to be, right? With uh, the HTTP HTTPS is, you don't need to write it, so they don't need to do anything about it. Yeah, plus like you, most people are surfing on their phones anyway. And like the links that they're getting are from whatever social media account they're using, so they're not even typing it out anyway. Exactly. It's like it's it's hard to think in this day and age. It's easier to look up like the person who shared whatever to get the link than rather than just do a Google search. Yeah. Because <laughs> you. Know, oh, I was reading this article. Uh, yeah. Well, my buddy uh, posted. Let me just let me look it up. Let me find it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm a stupid algorithm. Let me go most recent. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, here it is. I did hear that Instagram is uh, adding in a feature. Feature, I don't know. It's not a bug, but 
um, it is going to, so it's still going to, you know, do the algorithm. So it's nothing's going to be in order, which is super annoying still. But um, if you scroll long enough, uh, you'll eventually get to a point where it says you've seen all the posts in the last uh, 48 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you can continue to scroll, but it will at least tell you like, all right, you know, you scroll through two days worth of stuff. You're probably not missing anything else. <laughs> you you probably saw everything before that. Go um, outside. Get yeah, off the couch. I think that's a, a really good way to say, you know, I think it's a really good... Because remember when we used to play uh, Wii Sports and all that kind of stuff, and then that thing that would be like, <laughs> hey, why don't you take a break and go outside? Like, yeah. really, we were like, no, no we are like, no, screw you, Wii. I tell you when I'm done. Yeah. Um, My arm is not killing me yet. Yeah. This being like, hey, you've seen all the posts in the last two days is a really like good way to essentially say, yo, maybe get off Instagram for a little while without actually saying, hey, it's time to get off Instagram. Hey, check out that sunshine. <laughs> Global warming, America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that one, but... Uh... I still don't think that'll get me to go back and actually look at Instagram. Yeah, I, I scroll through um, not I I scroll through and I don't know, maybe like three or four like thumb flicks up yeah. is about as far as I go. Um, I do it and then I stop and say, oh, this is like, oh, wait, this is from three weeks ago and it's number two. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly it shouldn't be the most important thing I need to see. Can I, okay, let's talk about Twitter for a second. Uh-oh. Things things are about to get real. Things are, yeah. So do you use Twitter for iOS? Use yes. the, the that is correct, Twitter sir. app? Okay. So that one has algorithmic sorting and, hey, this is what you may have missed. And, yeah. And uh, tweets. You know, tweets by Dre. Right. Um, so uh and then they've set they've like basically in the last four or five years have been doing everything they can to make it harder for a third-party twitter client to succeed mm -hmm. right so uh they have token limits which is you know when a new twitter app gets on you know the play store or uh the app store they are allowed to have x number of new users and is it like ridiculously small like i remember like was it's it like, like the black days or tw uh twitterific or whatever I remember someone had it was like 300 or something like that and then they're no it, yeah it's been it's like it's up there it's in the at least thousands or you know, thousands thousands. yeah um thousands or tens of thousands or whatever but like to be a very successful twitter app you need or to be sorry a, a very successful app you need you know more than 5000 downloads and to if you're a free app to make money you need more people downloading it so that you can display ads and, and get your money that way or you're charging for the app and not having any ads but then at that point it's kind of like you know there's very few people i think that would pay for a twitter app um 
So right now, the one I'm using is uh, it's for Android. It's called Phoenix, and I've been using it for years. So the pretty much like the week it came out, I uh, I bought it. I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it was like whatever ninety nine cents or whatever it was, and it got a lot of traction on the tech sites and stuff. So a lot of yeah, I had it when I had my uh, right? Samsung. Yeah, and uh, and then because of that, it reached its token limit very quickly like within a month it uh, it got there so new users were not allowed to you know if you downloaded it you weren't allowed to actually sign into it which is obviously super frustrating so then the developer had to just take it off of the play store and whatever and uh and now with some new api changes they're like basically stopping third-party twitter clients from um, having access to stuff like push notifications and um, a lot of the newer ones have a kind of a live stream option so if you have it open um, you don't have to hit refresh all the time every time there's a new tweet it'll kind of just you know make its way to the top of the list which was great uh, to just have if you're you know plugged in all the time because obviously that used up more battery but now they're getting rid of that. They're getting rid of the push notifications. Um, they're not letting all those apps uh, use the 280 character thing. So now they're, you know, all those like Phoenix is still stuck on the 140 characters limit. And eventually it's, you know, just basically going to kill off all of these Twitter clients that are doing stuff that the users want. You know, the main reason I use Phoenix is because my tweets go in chronological order. Yeah. And so which is what you want. Which is yeah, exactly. It's it's the easiest way to to scroll through Twitter. Um and so but because of you know, because of all these things like not getting push notifications and not getting you know, I just I have a few people um that I have like, you know, favorited or whatever so that when they tweet I get a notification about it because they're the they're the ones that I want to make sure I don't miss in my feed, and that's going to be gone soon. And just so much other stuff. And it, I don't want to just start using Twitter for Android because I'm using Twitter for uh, iOS on my iPhone now, and I'm just I'm not going to you know pay for Tweetbot or I forget what the good one is for for iOS if. You know, within a month or two, I'm not even going to be able to use the features that they're uh, like going for. But it just really sucks that Twitter, that, you know, like it would have been so, like they had so many people building so many great apps for Twitter for getting their, you know, stuff out. And they're really just like handicapping them so hard just so that people use, you know, their first party apps that objectively aren't as good or you know don't have as many features so that's my rant about why twitter sucks not twitter just tw the well twitter, apps. twitter does suck now it's yeah, getting there it's getting there it's definitely getting there it's but like just that's, it's... that's social media in general like every app is mm -hmm. you know every app is being it's like on its way to being very different than what it was when it started. Yeah, there's uh, some people, I can't remember where I read it, but it was 
kind of gave the notion that um, because of the algorithms and how social media has become just a rage fire waiting to happen, that yeah. uh, like personal websites are coming back. Oh, yeah. Because like you want to get your content out there and you post it on Facebook and the algorithm pushes it down, your people are not going to be able to find your stuff, right? So just keep directing them to your page. Eventually, they'll just keep going to your page and yeah. there you go. And, you know, you shut your comments off so no one can, you know, put, you know, put ads for Viagra or insult your mother. That makes you know, sense. Control the message. But the hard part about that too is like, it's not easy getting people to, you know, it's uh, it's a lot easier, well, easier being on a platform that everyone's already on, and you know people might miss your post and stuff, but at least it's there and people are looking. Versus, um, you know, say starting a new web page or you know starting anything new and then being like, hey guys, come follow me over here now. And then, you know, if if one person is saying, "I'll oh, come follow me on this website," and another one saying, "Come follow me on that website," you know, it's uh, it's a lot harder to remember where everyone is. It's basically like the the whole messaging situation. Like, hey, you message me on Facebook Messenger, you like text message me, you get me on iMessage, you get me on Allo. Like, eventually, you're like, hey, is there? just one place where I can message all of the people, which, you know, usually ends up being Facebook Messenger or text message, no matter how good of a feature set the other messaging apps have. Um, and like, yeah, it's, it's nice to control the message or like to, you know, have your own website and be like, Hey guys, anytime you want to read anything that I've written, come here. But at the same time, you know, those people are also not just completely swearing off Twitter or Facebook either, right? Because No, because we're also going to get their Kardashian information. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? You need it. But, but like I you said, like... <laughs> right? <laughs> Bright and early for that. Yeah, Fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, God forbid people, if you want to get a hold of somebody, pick up your phone and call them. Yeah, like I mean, I don't want to do that either. I'm... <laughs> I, I tweeted you. I sent you a Facebook message. I Instagram you direct messaged you, and nothing. Snapchat, and and then I yelled out my window, but I will not call you. <laughs> yeah. I sent my carrier pigeon to your house, and nothing. You're gonna have to just start sending sending your kids with some mail. Okay, go, go walk over to their house. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be fine. That's, that's why you have them, really. Yeah, just to to get uh, messages to people because you can't yeah, turn down right. kids. So just gonna just a crier going down with a bell. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh God! But um, yeah, let's get into some hypotheticals. So, Mysterio confirmed Spider-Man 2? Is it? Sure, cool. maybe? I think that's a... Something different? Something different for sure. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, is that the, the first? Uh, I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not right. Or, um, yeah. I, I think that would be cool. He's 
he was one of the coolest villains in the cartoons, I always thought. Um, Parker likes him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a plus. But I think it would be cool to see how they portray him. Like, if he's if he's going to have that, like, fishbowl head, um, or if they're going to do, you know, if they're going to go a different uh, route with that. Fish tank. Yeah, fish tank, sorry. Um, but uh, I think that would be a very cool villain to show because then it's it's just something different from the... You know, yeah, it's it's let's say it's you know the vultures and the hobgoblins and uh, and stuff like that and you know Doctor Connors like just there's yeah it's another one of those everyday man you know with the help of some technology and special effects Zero. is able to do that stuff rather than yeah I took this drug and now I'm this person yeah yeah he's just he's a actor who's actor. actor. <laughs> <laughs> acting um yeah who uh just becomes a bad guy through yeah dumb luck or bad yeah, luck or that's uh you know that's kind of one of the reasons i really liked uh vulture in homecoming was that you know he the the motivations were kind of the same but the way he got to being the vulture was different yeah like just a guy needing to provide for his family. Yeah. Tony Stark took that away from him. That's all right. I'm on Tony's team, so Team Tony. Well, um, if you think about it, though, he's kind of profiting off his own destruction. Tony? Yeah. Well, the Avengers fight. They destroy these buildings. He has this yeah, company that comes and cleans it up. <laughs> absolutely. But I'm sure he's... Rich, stay rich. Yeah. But uh, yes, I'm I'm excited to see where those rumors kind of land, uh, either for the next Spider-Man movie or, or beyond. For that. Yeah. Well, if they go that route, that's two of the six of the Sinister Six. Right. And we got Venom starting. Nah. October. <laughs> October. Yeah. All right. And then uh, who who are the other six right now? No. Uh, it depends on the iteration. Like Doctor Octopus is one. Yeah. Mysterio, Vulture, uh, Craven like was in there. Scorpion was in there. Ooh, Scorpion. He's one. Which they've I established. They established in, in the first in Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I really hope we see like a Scorpion as a villain on his own, mm. and I. I just, I really hope that the next Spider-Man movie doesn't, you know, Spider-Man three it up and have just too many villains in. Uh, or Amazing Spider-Man two it up and have even more. Even more villains. <laughs> Although, like, that's not really fair. Rhino was barely in it. And then who else was it? Uh, so they had Electro. They introduced and Rhino, Green Goblin again. Um, there was that one scene that kind of set up the fact that they could have, yeah, Vulture and uh, they had Dr. Octopus's arms, yeah, but that was so, all like they all planting seeds, and yeah, but the actual villains themselves, it was just the two, yes, two and, then two and a half, yeah, two and like, yeah, 
Although Rhino was, eh. they, they yeah, they, the trailers made it seem like he was going to be a, a huge presence, and then like I never had a problem with that, like the idea of just like introducing a villain as like the movie starts off in you know Batman or Spider Man or whatever is like on pursuit for like a villain and they just, you know, take him out and then that's it. You move on. Like just as like a nod to like a fan, like, Oh, Hey, like there's a, uh, there's, was it a hydro man? Like, you know, like a lesser, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and just like, yeah, Hey, this guy exists. If you, if you didn't know, you're like, Oh yeah, there's just some villain that, that Spider-Man got. Yeah. It's like the beginning of, uh, of the dark Knight when, uh, he takes out the scarecrow for a second time after the first movie. Yeah, that's right. That's Just like, a, oh hey, this guy's still around. Not anymore. <laughs> not any. Not in your life. <laughs> and oh, you see that um, next November we'll have uh, the new Bond, Bond twenty five. I did not see that. That confirmed today. Danny Boyle is uh, directing, and yeah, next November. So, Daniel Craig. Yes, sir. Yes. For the last time, probably last maybe. Time for the last time. That's right. Last time ever in life. When do you think they kind of stop making Bond movies? Never. Never. We're living in an age of if you're not making more, we're making new versions of it. Of the same. Yeah. It's now Jim Bond. Right. <laughs> Bond. Jim Bond. He's from Texas. And he drives a F F-150, not an Austin Martin. It's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to watch out for hop-ons. That's right. <laughs> and he doesn't have, like, you know, gadgets. He just, you know, throws into a, uh, to, was it a Walmart and pick, buys, you know, some shotguns and some rifles. And uh, Q is, like, some guy named Quentin who works at the cash. Yeah. <laughs> Will this be on your Walmart Rewards Massacre? <laughs> <laughs> I have a coupon for that. <laughs> so look for that. Jim Jim Bond. Jim Bond. 2022. That'll be cool. Do we I'd have watch a, it. Or we have a, a title for it? Uh not yet. A, is it a continuation after? I to be honest, I still have not finished uh, Spectre. Uh, Spectre. And that came out, what, like three years ago now? Yeah. I think I had an hour in and then I shut her off because I was falling asleep. And then like, I'll watch this again. No. No, no sir. So of the of the Daniel Craig ones, I, I really enjoyed Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. um, just the the poker of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that was Quantum of Solace. Quantum Excuse of Solace, me. which I I also enjoyed. Um, and then Skyfall. Yeah. Um, and then Spectre. Okay, yeah. So then I I I also liked Skyfall. Spectre, I don't remember. So <laughs> it couldn't have been. It wasn't that memorable, but. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm Skyfall gets a lot of credit. And a lot of people think that's like the best one, but I, from people I've talked to about the Bond movies, everyone goes back to Casino Royale. For for Daniel Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think he did a really good job as just being a James. Like he was a good James Bond in that yeah. movie. 
whether whether the plot or or anything else was was good or bad or whatever mm-hmm. he just did a really good job of playing james bond uh, yeah and it's also a nice twist too to actually show him he gives two shits about uh the, the, his love interests like in the other movies it was just love leaving this one he actually cared about and that yeah. continued throughout the rest of the series exactly and uh there was yeah because there was always callbacks to yeah uh to that which uh which was good but yeah i think i liked casino royale uh just him as a bond and i think i liked uh quantum solace and skyfall more as like movies overall plot yeah. wise and, and all that kind of stuff because well, i already knew that he was uh you know, yeah he's established yeah. yeah like i always consider skyfall to be like the dark knight of like the series of he's, he's, he's like bat that's like a it's basically like a batman movie but yeah. with bond bond man <laughs> bat, bat bond bat bond <laughs> bond bat bond <laughs> jim bat bond <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bat Bond. <laughs> you can call me Jim. <laughs> Mr. Bat Bond is my father. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. Right. Oh, we've wasted enough time, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah, there's some other small things, but I don't think there's much uh, much conversation behind them except for Lando. She, you checking it out or are you going to wait? Yeah, that's going to be a, a few weeks down the line when yeah. when we have a, a Tuesday together to go check it out. I think it's worth a a cheap night at the movies for sure. Yeah, I heard it's uh, set a Thursday record for Memorial Weekend, which is surprising. What was the previous movie? Uh, hold on, we got our statistician guy up here. Um, Mr. Box Office Mojo. <laughs> uh solo set record 14 million dollars beating pirates of the caribbean or caribbean what do we prefer uh the third one at world's end yeah like that one wasn't very good <laughs> yeah 13.2 was the previous record so it beat it by less than a million but it's still like it's unlikely to beat Deadpool for a second, right? Deadpool's second weekend is probably still going to be more than Solo's first weekend. Uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, I don't know. It's it depends on the holdover because that one didn't really light it up on fire as they thought it would. It came in below their expectations in less than the first movie. Oh really? Deadpool. It a, was. Uh, it's still got a it's, it's basically the same movie just right yeah they like if you kind of whatever you thought the first like whatever you, you expect it to be it's exactly what you expect it to be yeah like they they took all the things that people liked in the first one and dial it up to 11 yeah, yeah. exactly um but i mean that's basically that's the that's just what they're doing now like uh, with guardians of the galaxy it was the same thing um which worked yeah. i find i find to be honest with you, i find doing that stuff with guardians worked better in infinity war than it did in the second one probably because of like the tonal shift of what that movie is supposed to be about yeah those guys being the comic relief i think worked better in that movie than it did in 
their established second movie. Guardians 2? Yeah. I think yeah. that's personally. Well, it's just, it was nice having that break of, uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about Avengers. Soon. Yes. We'll have a, we'll have a spoiler cast uh, special episode. Sometime On a soon. very special open collar. On a very special. Sometime soon. Uh, huge Avengers spoiler cast. And if you haven't seen it by now, I don't like, I don't know. You should. If you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> it's great. Or wait, because uh, actually, I think they confirmed the Blu-ray releases. Like, it actually comes out in August, and then on like VOD in July. So it's, that's a quick turnaround, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, which is fine. I like a pristine Blu-ray copy earlier the better. At the same time, like um, Black Panther's still in theaters, but you can get the Blu-ray. <laughs> like they're on. They're going on week four. 15 or something like come on february theater. yeah smart smart april may yeah so yeah, almost four months um of still being in the theater which is just a, a crazy run uh that's no just, way just shy of 700 million i think they're i wonder if they're keeping it in there just to see yeah, if it hits yeah, it. it just to get to 700 and then be like all right now we're good we can <laughs> we can get this up, like off the out of the theaters but, uh, yeah, I think I think solo is gonna be. I mean, we'll we'll go in a couple of weeks when. Uh, I said go for solo, stay for Lando. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm still like I said. I'm. There hasn't been anything that I've read about the movie that has changed my mind on the one thing I want to see, which is how Han wins the Falcon. I did hear they address the Kessel Run issue. Oh, did they? <laughs> but the parsecs, oh, the that's addressed. That's addressed. I heard that. I feel like at this point, you got to just kind of run with it. Like, it's been so long. Because they, they already, they they said the, the Kessel Run thing in 1977. They, uh, they well, I think it's a point of contention that, you know, parsecs is not time. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like they, in Force Awakens, when uh, you know when Ray says, "Oh, you made the Kessel Run in 12 pars 14 parsecs," and then he goes back and says twelve or whatever it is, like if they didn't fix it then, I feel like fixing it early on just makes both of those movies seem even worse, you know? Like, if or you knew that parsec was a distance when he was seventeen or however <clears throat> old he was when when it happened, how is he making that mistake yeah. and then remaking it again? later on yeah the only way i can think of it is that the characters know and they're going to go back and explain how that phrasing works or how they refer to it works that's the only thing i can think of yeah. or uh they'll be like oh it's actually an alien language where parsecs is a unit of time and for some reason it's the only word that we that we use in that language and everything else is english <laughs> <laughs> so, and so for some reason, our droids are British. Yeah. <laughs> so go figure. Uh, I guess lastly, quickly, you see Boba Fett movie happening. Do you care about that I, one at I all? Didn't see that? Because um, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, and I think the reason I don't care about it is because of Attack of the Clones. Because uh, he's yeah. Because he's a clone now. You ruined his the, the mystique around him. Exactly. And you know. 
I, I also thought his presence in that movie was like useless in a sense. You're like me, you hate annoying kids in movies. Yeah, that too. Uh, but stuff like that, like he was... Uh, it's fun too. Like he, he wasn't even that much of a badass in Empire. He just looked uh, cool. He just he looked so cool. Like, the coolest. And he didn't do a lot. He... Nope. I think he had that what, what one line, right? He had one or two lines in Empire. It was, uh, he's no, he's not worth anything to me dead or something like that. Yeah. Or he's no use to me dead. Something yeah. like that. Um, and then, uh, and then he has barely any lines in Jedi and then like dies because some black The Sorlacc pit. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, he had a very small yeah. role in that. Blind Han accidentally hits him with the staff, knocking his, hitting his jetpack, which shoots him into... Uh, Jabba's yeah, Jabba's palace, uh, like ship Floating cruiser, and then yeah, hits that and it falls into the Starlight Pit. Yeah, uh, so like that's, that's all she wrote. His uh, his presence in Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi was not like not very big, but no. very memorable because of how cool yeah. he was. Um, it's a similar thing with General Akbar. Like <laughs> he, everyone loves General Akbar. You know, eh, it's a trap. Like. Everyone loves that, but he doesn't do anything. He's no, he just spins in his chair. Yeah, he's essentially useless. He has a one just super memorable line, and you know that's the only reason he was in um, Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, Force Awakens, and it's the only reason he was in. No, not Force Awakens. It's the only reason Jedi. He was in Last Jedi. Last Jedi. They. It was the only reason he was mentioned in the Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was old in Force Awakens too. He was one like, yeah. there's a couple of the fish I think, heads. I think there was a, a reference. <laughs> fish heads. Oh, fish bulb. Um, <laughs> I think there was a reference to him in uh, Rogue One. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. I think he, it's... it was it was like a throwaway line, like, "Oh, we have to get this stack bar," but like, you know, uh, he didn't have a. He was only in Return of the Jedi. He had one super memorable line and he didn't do anything else and uh and then people were like oh my god i can't believe you killed akbar like why <laughs> so many other generals did so much more they just yeah, didn't think, have a, a like fun catchphrase i think the problem also now with boba fett now is you do a movie whether it's one or a series and stuff and just make him a complete badass but it doesn't change the fact that he goes out like a bitch yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're going to establish all this for what? Like, he's still going to go out in the worst way possible that just tarnishes everything because it already has. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's like if he's such a, a badass character, like Bounty Hunter, that's just so good at his job. And then he just, yeah, he gets he gets hit in the jetpack and then that's the end of it. Yeah. Or he yeah. somehow gets out of the Sarlacc pit. And that's where you pick it up from. I would watch. Eh, I like. I probably still would like. He's such a badass. He somehow like is able to get out. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And then after prequels. That, who like, cares? Yeah. I mean, I'll probably still end up watching it. But yeah, you're just not gonna go I'm and gonna, see I'm it over the weekend. Gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna not see it. I just I won't go out of my way to see it over yeah. the weekend or anything. Just like Solo. But Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I would. I would see that. I would watch. 
Watch Disney just turn everything on its head and Obi-Wan is just about him living on Tatooine in seclusion. <laughs> just firemen and I did hear that uh Ewan McGregor want like would reprise that role if Oh yeah. If, he if, said he'd do he do he do three of them. He was he was such a good young Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I would watch I'd watch his story for sure. Before I watched Boba Fett. Qui-Gon. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the amount of Qui-Gon. Yeah. I have. Let's, let's uh, get the, the Trade Federation uh, uh, Star Wars story. Yes, just those no nose guys just <laughs> putting in trade embargoes and being all no-nosed. What were they doing before Naboo? <laughs> <laughs> The boo me. Yeah, the boo you. That's right. All right. So I think that's it. I think so. Uh, check us out on uh, the Facebook, facebook.com slash open collar podcast, Twitter, Instagram, open collar pod. That's open collar for this week. I'm Corey Bullis. He's Michelle Sheth. Keep it casual. <laughs>